A few weeks ago, I had gotten into the habit of watching the daily broadcast news on television. We are certainly free to do things like that, but sometimes they are not profitable to us, and sometimes they are working even evil things in our heart and causing us to think on things that are not good. Something surfaced within me, and it was not a good fruit, and I knew it was coming from having watched that television news. And I was reminded of this. Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. And I knew the Holy Spirit was saying to me, just stop watching that. If it's harming you, just stop watching it. Stop doing it. It's sort of like if we eat onions and we have a real bad taste after we eat onions, though they are enjoyable to us at the time we're eating them. Eventually, most of us will say, I just can't eat raw onion. It has an after effect, which is just not worth the pleasure of doing it. Same thing with spiritual things. By the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when something comes out of your mouth that produces bad fruit, we know we've taken something into our heart. Something has gone into our heart that we have to uproot through God, through prayer, through constructing our life by the scripture given us by the Spirit of God, which in my case was... If your right hand offends, you cut it off. Even if it seems important to us. A right hand, if you're right-handed, is very important. But it's not important enough to lose your soul for or to hurt other people for. And when we take that step of faith of eliminating that thing that is causing us to go the wrong way or to say the wrong things, When we eliminate that, at first we're a little afraid. What will I do and to replace it? Well, God will replace it. He will do something with you to replace that if you eliminate it or that person. Our faith has to be in him. We have to follow that which he shows us. I found almost immediately that I was relieved when I stopped watching the evening news. I didn't worry over things anymore. I wasn't thinking of what the world is doing anymore when I stopped that. We have basically three things on this earth. The world. The churches that have changed scripture and have gotten so big and powerful and we have the elect of God. And we seem to be sort of by ourselves, abstaining from the world and abstaining from the church that is the apostasy, the ones who've changed scripture. We know them, the Catholics, period. We know how abominable the Catholic church is with all their long robes and lighting of candles and crossing themselves and praying to Mary. Good grief. We don't have to examine that. Recently, one of those popes came on 
the current pope and came on television when I was watching television. He was he came on and said they were taking some steps to uh, change the child abuse that had been going on for decades in the Catholic Church. They were setting up some rules. Well, I didn't bother to look at those rules. That church is so horribly against the Bible in so many ways. <laughs> it's just ridiculous to even listen to it. I didn't hear that. Why should I pay attention to churches that approve homosexuals when Jesus says in Romans 1, for this cause he turned them over to vile affections so they could do things against nature, women having lust for other women, men having lust for other men. That's Romans chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Why should I pay attention to a church when I see them having wedding ceremonies where they permit men to marry divorced women? and they all gather at the church and celebrate that marriage when it is adultery. Jesus said, Whosoever marries her that is divorced committeth adultery, Matthew 5.32. When the church casts aside scripture, that's the apostasy of the end times. These things will disturb us greatly if we belong to God. So we just remove ourselves from the apostasy, the churches where the apostasy is allowed. We remove ourselves from the bars, from the drunkenness, from the adultery, from the things of the world that we maybe once did. We no longer do that because we are now the elect of God born again. God changed us instantly and created us into a new creature. So instead of doing the things we once did, now we want to read the Bible. We actually want to go to church, but we have a lot of trouble finding a church that upholds Scripture, all the Scriptures in the New Testament. It's because the apostasy moved into the churches as Paul said it had to do before Jesus could return to gather the elect of God. So if your right hand offends you, cut it off. There are just many things that trouble us greatly if we're sitting there among them. Whether it's a world or whether it's the churches that won't follow scripture. That, that really hurts us if we're sitting there among them. We just can't do it. If your right hand offends you, if it upsets you, troubles you, and you can't do anything about it, just separate and live in peace. For as we wait for Jesus, the Apostle Peter told us in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 14, As you're waiting for him, be diligent that you be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. So that's our goal. These things pop up in our lives from season to season and trouble us. We just can't continue in them. And we're a little afraid to separate, aren't we? 
what will I do? What will I do with that time? God will fill it when you honor what you're supposed to do. So Matthew chapter 5, verse 30. If thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell, says Jesus. I once said to my mother, you can go down, but I'm not going to go down with you. To that my mother replied, I don't want you to go down, and she straightened up. In the end times, there is much iniquity and delusion. Revelation 12.12 Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Devils drive those individuals crazy. They do destructive things that are crazy to those of us who are watching. We have the example of this in the Bible. Matthew 8, start at verse 28. And when he, Jesus, was come to the other side of the country, there met him two men who were possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no man might pass by that way. Very often you'll see people that just go crazy. You see them change right in front of you. They're so fierce all of a sudden. Verse 29, And behold, the devils inside these men cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou not come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought Jesus, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And Jesus said unto them, Go. And when these devils were come out, when they came out of those two men, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the herd, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. Jesus warns us about the end times. Matthew 24, verses 21-22 For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not seen at the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. We have our hope in Jesus. He says that before we would be destroyed, the days would be shortened. That won't happen. It won't get to be 
to the point where we cannot bear that which is going on. For those days will be shortened. For our sake, the elect's sake, hold on. Be careful with yourself when you see something that is causing you to bear fruit that you don't like. When it's coming out of your mouth, judge it. How did that get there? Why did I say that? What have I done to let that inside me? On that TV newscast, I spoke a part of it to Pam Padgett. And immediately it troubled Pam. It bore bad fruit. I saw that it bore bad fruit, what I did. I apologized to her. But I knew it had gone into my heart because I had allowed myself to watch that which the world was doing and it bore no good fruit of God. We have to separate ourselves and live in the hope in Jesus, in the Word, in the Scriptures and continue in them. And then we will produce good fruit. A man came to our house. He was an exterminator. And I had seen a couple of mice in my bedroom. And he came in there to try to deal with it. He immediately identified himself as a Christian. And then he shocked me because he said, You can always pray that the mice will go to the home of someone in your neighborhood whom you hate. Well, I thought about it. I don't have any neighbors that I hate. It is entirely possible that there's a lesbian who lives two doors down from us. But do I hate her? Of course not. I hope she'll be saved. That doesn't mean I put myself around her or invite her and her lesbian friends to come and watch dinner and a movie. I don't do that. But I certainly don't hate her. I don't want her to be destroyed. To hate someone is to want them to be destroyed. With the fruits of the Spirit, we don't hate those people. We hope they will be saved. And then we'll be one spirit. But basically, we don't put ourselves in their path. But if we did come across them, we would speak to them what the Holy Spirit brought to our attention. We're not trying to offend them, but we speak the truth, which might offend them. But the truth will separate us from them when we speak it. And if the unbeliever depart, let him depart. And then if he goes out and God opens his mind to understand, he will come back because he'll want to be around us. But you mustn't hold on to that right hand if it's an offense to you, if it troubles you and is destroying you. There was a woman in our church group for 39 years who troubled me constantly. When she spoke, I was troubled. 
at the end, it was sort of strange because I was in the hospital. I'd fallen and broken a hip. They had operated on me, and I was in my room after the surgery and gained consciousness, and this woman was standing at the foot of my bed. She didn't say a word. She looked at me. All of a sudden, she turned and just disappeared through the wall. I thought I was having an hallucination from the drugs that they had given me for pain. Two weeks later, I was in a rehab hospital, and she came to my hospital room and sat down at, beside my, in the chair beside my bed. And she said to me, I no longer care about anything or anyone. I no longer care about the Bible. I no longer read the blog. I have found I no longer care about anyone or anything anymore. I said, but if you go that way, what's going to happen to you? And she said to me, I don't want to talk to you about this. And she got up and went into the bathroom area that was there at my room. A nurse came in at that same moment to treat me with something or other. And I called out to this church woman and I said, don't go until this nurse leaves. I was going to talk to her about what she had said. I knew she had bought into lies of devils. I knew I could prove it for there was one thing she cared about. She said she no longer cared about anything anymore. She has a little dog. She cares about that little dog. I, I would have talked to her and tried to turn her. She had been a burden to me for 39 years because she bought into lies of the devil and then spoke them. It was terrible to see, but after she left, I really was relieved because I knew God had removed her from me after all those years of trouble. It turned out she was the only one who lived in Lubbock who could help me with the physical problems I had. But do I cling to that right hand that offends me all the time? I didn't. I just turned to God and I said, help me. He worked it out so that I would move from Lubbock, Texas to Colorado Springs to live in the home of one of the church who truly follows God, prays, has a spirit of God. It's been wonderful. He put me in the place I'm living now with another person who's the elect of God, who has the spirit of God. I don't look upon this as the woman who brought offense for 39 years. I don't look upon this that she won't be saved. I believe that at the last breath on this earth, a person could be saved. I don't have to sit and worry about these people from whom I'm separated. But I can't be with them in peace. But I don't have to sit and think about them or worry about them. God will do as he wills. Just trust God, live in peace, uphold the scriptures, cling to God. He'll work it out for you. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you.